Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Mighty Mommy here, and I'm ready to share some quick and dirty parenting tips with you that will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. I'm your host, Cheryl Butler. Last week, my eight-year-old daughter attended a birthday party for a classmate. When I picked her up at the end of the party, I had great difficulty finding a place to park because there were over 30 cars parked up and down the street. Turns out, the parents of the birthday boy allow their other two children to invite 10 friends each because they didn't want them to feel left out while they celebrated the birthday boy's special day. Seriously? Sadly, it appears that this mentality of making every kid always feel like a winner is becoming the norm. Today's kids are handled with kid gloves so as not to leave them with hurt feelings. Families, teachers, coaches, and just about everyone kids come in contact with work to spare any disappointment, and magically turn losses into wins. Don't get me wrong, I thoroughly enjoy the feeling of winning myself, and as the mom of eight kids, I certainly love watching my children succeed, but I also believe they need to learn that in the real world, they won't always be winners. In fact, losing, or sometimes going unnoticed, is part of life. Today, Mighty Mommy shares five ways that you can balance winning and losing in your child's life At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western, with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And tip number one, don't let your child win when playing board games. Have you ever bent the rules of a board game so your child wouldn't lose? I openly admit, I used to do that with my oldest child, who is now 20. It wasn't just that I didn't want her to feel badly about being the loser, but I thought it was so much fun to watch how excited she would get when she won a round of Candyland or Go Fish. I learned quickly, however, that this was a very bad idea. 
Instead of building her self-esteem and letting her bubble over with great pride with each win, I was teaching her that she would never be a loser. That first time she actually lost, you guessed it, she fell apart and had a 20-minute tantrum because she had never dealt with defeat. We then took a little break from board games and focused on games she could play by herself, such as racing against the kitchen timer to get ready for bed at night, or trying to break her own speed record by running an obstacle course in the backyard, and we'd clock it on a stopwatch. This instilled a lesson that winning was about being her best possible self and that there's always room for improvement. We then jumped back into board games and played them frequently and with lots of enthusiasm so that our family's competitive interactions became something she really looked forward to. She then had a regular share of victories and losses and was able to deal with them both appropriately because she knew that depending on how she played or perhaps how lucky she was or how much sharper her opponent was, that would determine if she would win or lose. This also began teaching her that the world is a competitive place. I'm glad that her first experience with losing was in the comfort of her own home rather than in a public place like in a classroom. Tip number two, turn mistakes into learning opportunities. If a game requires specific skills or strategies, losing gives children a chance to analyze how they might have done better. One of my kids is an avid chess player and learned to play in grade school. She learned from her grandfather, who was very patient in teaching her the strategy of the game. At the beginning of each new game, he told her that he hoped she would make some good moves on the board, as well as some terrible ones, because then she would have the opportunity to turn her mistake into a learning opportunity. This goes for older kids as well. It took my honor student child three tries to get her driver's permit. One portion of the test really gave her problems but she insisted she knew the material inside and out. After the second time, she felt very defeated, especially because she was only off by one point. The Department of Motor Vehicles, though, doesn't care if you're off by 20 points or one. You need to answer enough questions correctly to get your permit. On the third try, she scored a 98 and felt victorious because she did put the extra time into studying. Tip number three, keep score. It's not uncommon for scoreboards across the nation to stay turned off during game time so that younger kids who play recreational sports don't have to worry about who's ahead and who's behind. This way, at the end of the game or season, everyone's a winner. Today, participation trophies and prizes are almost a given, regardless of a child's skill level of achievement. Yes, awards can be powerful motivators, but nonstop recognition does not inspire children to succeed. Instead, it can do just the opposite and cause them to underachieve. Most kids are very savvy when it comes to knowing which kids are the better athletes on the field, regardless of whether there's a score being kept. They pretty much know who really deserved the medals that were handed out to all 15 kids on the team. Not every child is going to have the knack, coordination, or skill set to be a competitive athlete, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have the opportunity to get out there and play and have fun. This also means it's okay for them to leave the season empty-handed without a plastic trophy that doesn't hold any special meaning. Parents can be instrumental in helping young kids embrace a running scoreboard by how they conduct themselves in the face of a large lead or deficit. Don't hoot and holler on the sidelines when your kid's team is winning or losing. Just cheer for the good plays, for both sides, regardless of the score. This is when a kid can learn his most valuable lesson during a game. Losing is not the same thing as failure, but if you've never experienced it, that's exactly what it's going to feel like. 
So don't be afraid to watch your child strike out when the scoreboard shows them down by one run in the final inning. Without that scoreboard, you would not have these teachable moments. Tip number four, not everyone can be the center of attention. Although we make sure to carve out special one-on-one time with each of our eight kids, we just don't have the luxury of doting on them all in the same way. So not everyone is going to receive the same amount of attention at all times. And honestly, for that, I'm grateful. Remember my earlier example of the birthday party where the child's parents allowed the birthday boy's siblings to invite their friends so they wouldn't feel left out? That action sends a message that everyone should always receive equal treatment under all circumstances. In the real world, bosses aren't going to give everyone in the company a bonus if it isn't warranted, and colleges aren't going to distribute scholarships to the entire graduating class. That's why using opportunities to celebrate real achievements are so important. If you reward a child who stays home and studies regularly with tickets to the movies, and then turn around and also give tickets to his sister, who never does her homework, that enforces the illusion. In reality, not everyone's going to receive special awards or be the center of attention. That has to be earned. And tip number five, don't falsely praise. Across playgrounds, classrooms, and daycare settings, it's common to hear well-intentioned parents, caregivers, and teachers heap high praise on children, particularly those with low self-esteem. We then end up praising our kids for not only the remarkable things that they do, but for ordinary accomplishments as well. Like, I'm so proud of you, Jimmy, for washing your hands before snack. That gets old if Jimmy knows he's going to hear that most mornings after circle time. But if Jimmy usually struggles putting a puzzle together, however, and sticks with it all week long until he finally completes it, then you have a wonderful reason to let him know how much you admired his efforts. I think it's wonderful, Jimmy, that you didn't give up and you worked so hard on finishing the puzzle. That is a great job. My daughter, who is graduating from high school this year, has a learning disability, which causes her to spend twice the amount of time studying as her brothers. We praise her good study habits on a regular basis, but we don't go overboard as she's about to dive into her homework each night because that's her normal routine. Instead, we look for something special she's achieved, like recently completing her senior thesis, and we make a big deal out of that. It means more to her knowing that we've recognized the difference between something she's worked hard at rather than her routine efforts. By sincerely praising kids for their effort and hard work, they're learning to value praise and that it's not easily given. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. How have you allowed your child to experience defeat? How did it go? Share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy or post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Mighty Mommy or email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. And I hope you'll visit my family-friendly boards at pinterest.com slash QDT, where I continually update my selections. Remember, our kids don't always have to be a winner to win at life. Until next time, everyone. 
Happy parenting! At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western, with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.